So we actually have a satellite. It's an Amazon satellite, and it gets us, like, the main, you know, network channels, and then, like, the escape channel, which is just marathons <clears throat> of people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> okay. Unfiltered, uncensored, Did... raw. <laughs> Did you guys just hear the shart that just came out of my baby's booty? Welcome to Casa de Arte, a podcast about creativity, spirituality, and the threat that holds them together, love. Hello, hello. Welcome to Casa de Arte. Lewis and Ashley are here at your service. We were gone last week because Ashley was having a baby oh no we can hear the baby right now we can hear the baby right now um, and that's... apologize if you have issues with baby sounds <laughs> who has issues with baby sounds i would lewis what can i say keeping it real well that brings me to our next point which is the theme and topic of this podcast which is love hate love hate i love baby sounds and you hate them because you're weird you like baby sounds i mean i like baby sounds too but on my podcast i'm trying to get like that stereophonic sound nice make that up and i've got (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh let's talk about something that we've been um having conversations with a lot and that is the state of entertainment oh you're just gonna jump right into it yes we sure are yeah so we have the past couple seasons um you know slipped into a rhythm of like different topics we talk about and the fourth episode of every season has been of things we love and things we hate sometimes we agree sometimes we disagree and so that's kind of what this is all about if you are new to this podcast um, so we're going to start with something we actually both love, hate, and that is the state of entertainment, the entertainment industry today, 2019. And let me tell you, I thought I knew where I stood, but the amount of trailers I've seen within the last two weeks have proved that there is hope for the entertainment world. Um prior to that i would have said that i hate it um just because there's not really a lot of original content Uh, and this is you guys have heard um in previous podcasts we've talked about different things disney and um movies and so i feel like in the last two weeks we've seen like a promising uh rainbow of of positivity well, as we slip into the fall, uh, that's when a lot of your film festivals happen, and film festivals produce Oscar films, or films that grab the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences um, attention. And so, yeah, so you see a lot of original films, a lot of indie films, um, and yeah, that's that's promising for the movies. But I think when I think of critiquing the entertainment industry as a whole, it's not just movies. 
It's, no, of course not. It's music, a whole thing. TV it's music, shows. It's theater. It's television. Yes. You know, we've they. I've heard a lot of people say that we are in a renaissance um, of of television right now. This is like the new golden age of television or whatever. And I think I agree. I mean, TV that you can't really, no matter where you look, I feel like you can find quality TV between streaming Netflix, services, right? Yeah. All the different streaming services. Um, Escape. What? <laughs> Favorite TV channel. So we actually have a satellite. It's an Amazon satellite, and it gets us like the main, you know, network channels, and then like the Escape Channel, which is just marathons <clears throat> of people. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you? <laughs> okay. Unfiltered, uncensored, Did... raw. <laughs> Did you guys just hear the shart that just came out of my baby's booty? <laughs> Someone needs to change that baby's diaper. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Whatever. The point is, Escape is what Ashley watches, and I don't understand why. It's just unsolved <laughs> mysteries 24-7. So. Well, we already know what my baby thinks about that. <laughs> so. Anyway. Yeah, I have to say that there is this, <laughs> there is this constant uh, recycling of ideas, recycling of... Um, themes in our entertainment world and it is gross and i hate it there's hope i mean there's hope because there's some you know indie films coming out but there's hope because there are artists that are awakening to awakening to the call of being creative geniuses and i wholeheartedly believe that and i think we're gonna see like the steven spielberg's of our generation yeah. Mozart's upper generation. So I'm I'm pretty hopeful. So I'm gonna say that I I love what the entertainment industry is is about to do. Well, I think it's interesting too because then you get in a conversation about entertainment versus art. Are they the same thing? That's true. Um, I think artists tell the truth. Like that's what makes an artist for me. And like a a good piece of art is something that moves me. You know, it could be moves me to enjoy, moves me to tears, moves me to action. Yeah, yeah. So I think when you look at it that way, you know, is entertainment good art? I think is what the question becomes. Or can good art be entertainment? I don't know. It's all really... um, Relative. It's all really interesting, to say the least. Um, I watched First Wives Club. Uh, about a week ago. It's with Bette Midler and Goldie Hawn and Diane Keaton. And it's like a 90s film. I just feel like they don't make movies like that anymore. Like, the leads were so electric. It's on Amazon Prime if you want to catch it. It's so funny and witty and fast. And, you know, they've I've, been, I've seen articles for years that, like, the death of the movie star, um, that we don't have movie stars anymore. Which really, what that means is we don't have people going to a movie just to see a star be in the movie. Right. That makes sense. And I remember if there was a film that came out, gosh, I want to say 2007 or 8, but it was called The Tourist. Yes, I With Angela Jolie and Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Depp. And it came out. Did you see it? No, but wasn't it filmed in PR? It could have been. It was, took place in Europe. 
But they could have filmed in PR. Mm. You know what I mean? I think they did film in PR. Anyway, um, it bombed at the yeah, box office. Yeah, it was pretty bad. No one saw it. Well, I don't know if it was bad or not, but no one saw it. I mean, it's just making money. And I remember them saying, like, even, I mean, these two... Big stars. Yeah, huge stars. These A-listers, Angelina Jolie, Johnny Depp, could not bring people just to come see the movie. I think it was right. I think it was, like, critically panned. And people stayed away. That When Marilyn Monroe came out in a movie, everybody went. It. it didn't matter if it was bad or not. You know, or Frank Sinatra or James Dean or whoever. They just went and saw a movie. So I just think it's it's interesting how our entertainment has really shifted well, too, Marilyn Monroe is, was at a time where they were they weren't making as many movies. I don't know that. So I don't know that to be true. I don't think so. I think that it was like a thing where it's like they had like a really good uh, team before they did a movie. It wasn't as the uh, movies took a little bit longer to make, and so a lot of times they not every they could they would did not fund every movie that came their way. It's a little bit more selective, I think. And so, yeah, Marilyn Monroe was a star, but not everybody could pull for that kind of budget. Yeah. Whereas, like, now I feel like there's more of a demand to produce these movies quick, and so they'll just throw money at whoever. <laughs> well, there's for sure an oversaturation, yeah, of things Actors and to grab too. our attention. But, but it's interesting how how everything has shifted and yeah we have we've seen a lot of things that johnny depp has uh unfortunately done Mm. yeah but i don't remember the last time i went to a movie because a person was in it like i don't i don't go to the movies because an actor's in it i i will see films though like if it's a director i like now i'll line up for the director like oh this person's being in it i'm interested you know i'll pretty much watch anything with jake gyllenhaal at this point yeah he's really good He's really good. He's also very selective in his projects, too. Right. So I think, again, it goes back to that art versus fill in the blank. He's a true artist. Yeah, did you see that? That he had that quote about, like, I want to make you know movies that impact people or something, and not every film impacts people, and therefore I'm selective or whatever. I don't know what his quote was, but... Well, another another thing that's a love-hate for us is actually something that is I love and Ashley hates. And that is the... Candy dish. The candy dish in your house. If you have one. Who doesn't have a candy dish? I didn't growing up. Neither did I. Oh, wait a minute. No, your parents have definitely a candy dish. Now she does. Which now I realize, you know, we've had a candy dish... Ever since we got, got married, married, yeah, because I love candy and I need a holiday candy as I'm passing my dining room table to go out the door to snack on to munch, 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 crunch. Uh, fan favorite is peanut M and M's, colored whatever color the season we're in. Candy corn. So well, that's yeah, that's for fall. But if you're ever looking for, you know, who buys the peanut M and M. Not peanut butter M&M, don't be confused. The peanut M&M that is colored pastel for Easter, it's me. I'm the one that buys that. Okay. I buy the green and red ones for Christmas. The yellow, <laughs> red, and brown ones for fall. And let me remind you, candy's expensive. 
I know. I think the same. Candy's expensive. It's a fact. But I will also say this. My daughter is now going to be three in January, Alana, my firstborn. And um, she has noticed for the first time in the history of our marriage, the candy dish. And right now I have fall colored wrapped Dove chocolates. She does not know what deliciousness sits inside. She just knows that it's shiny and she wants it. And so she's been asking very politely, might I add. To um, get one every day. To have one. And I realized, I think this is the death of the candy dish. Which sucks. <laughs> That's like a bummer. There's nothing more um, sad than a, a child that needs to learn sort of con- self, self-control through candy. Yeah, we're not going to do that. I'm There's, not going to do it's that. It's just not going to happen. Because she's not going to understand that she, she can only have one. No, she doesn't understand. So this is probably the end of it. And it, like, stinks because I didn't even get a Christmas season candy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, like, this is it. And, like, we have all these... Literally, we have these... Candy dishes. Candy dishes. We like, collected. What, what are we going to do? <laughs> we can put something First else. First of all, why did you hate the candy dish? I don't like the candy dish because, one, it's literally sugar wrapped in just wrapped sugar in our dining room table okay so now you have issues with sugar just a lot of sugar i'm not a candy big candy person so i just don't understand and i can see how some people are addicted when they come to our house and they sit by the candy dish and munch crunch crunch now we're judging people's munchies (laughs) (laughs) well anyway so i do not like the candy dish and it's okay. We'll bring it back maybe when we have teenagers in the house. I can't believe this. I'm so sad. But I'm glad I was able to share the revelation that this is the end of it with you and with our podcast audience. And so the love-hate prevails. Love-hate prevails. Well, let's talk about the next thing. Okay. Go lead us into it. Um, Goodness. This little girl eats so much and she's wheezing. Our daughter, by the way, her name is Rain Elizabeth. Uh, she was born September 4th, 4th. 2019 at around 12.45. And uh, 7 pounds, 5 ounces. We'll probably do a birth story on here. We didn't have this podcast when Alana was born. So Alana's birth story is not recorded anyway. here. But um, we will do a birth story of her. And she is the light of our life. Another joy. Um, I was shocked. I thought for sure we were going to have a boy. But it was a girl along. It was a girl along. Bless her heart. Anyway, lead us into our next love hate. Our next love hate is commitment. Our commitment levels. So I tend to undercommit. Lewis tends to overcommit. He loves to commit. I hate committing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lewis, why do you love to commit to things? I don't know. I feel like that's part of my personality is the need to be needed or the need to be wanted. I don't know. But I don't know what it is. I think it's, um, I think they're both problems to not commit, to overcommit. They're both serious issues, especially when you're looking and the, um, uh, at the landscape of the church, um, you have a problem of, a bunch of people that are overcommitting, other people that don't commit at all, and then you have a major imbalance. Gap. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. I think so, too. I don't mean to boast about not committing enough because that's definitely a problem. Um, I've learned, if anything, to have things to commit to um, because that's also healthy, especially if you want to be a part of a community or if you want to create of anything of significance, you have to commit to your ideas. You have to commit to um, something that's higher than yourself. So do you think that um, our generation has a problem committing? Yes, absolutely. I think so. More than overcommitting? Yes. Um, I mean, it's like pulling teeth to get people to volunteer. Um, I do pictures for the high school, for the cheerleaders and the football team. And it's always a very low turnout. Um, and that's for something that they're already committing to. Oh, like getting their pictures taken? Yeah. So I can't even imagine what it's like um, for something that they are not mass committed. <laughs> right. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. What like, do you think? Like, how can you not show up for a free picture? What's ah. required of you? I feel like that's teenagers. But overall, yeah, I think our generation has a commitment issue. I'm not sure why, though. We see um, marriage being delayed now to, like, early 30s, late 20s, which I think is, you know, interesting. That's a big commitment. But, like you said, volunteering, it's always a struggle to get, you know, our generation to participate in that as well. Mm -hmm. To show up. But then again, maybe that's just our experience in other parts of the country. It's not like that. They're showing up in droves. I don't know. It's very interesting. I'd love to hear back from um, our audience and see, like, do they tend to be um, under committing or over committing and how that, um, impacts their lifestyle. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you in that way. That'd be an interesting to hear. Um, interesting. Love and hate. Mm-hmm. So what are you, uh, loving right now? What is your thing you're going to always end our podcast with? something that you are into and you're digging in the art world what is it currently so i have spoken before about alex l and her poetry book and that is something that i am still consuming i actually started writing a little bit of poetry on my journals and so um, i've been into that and i've also been into alex g two alexes alex g um on itunes so look her up she does covers also some of her original music is out there um and she has a beautiful voice so it's just really nice to hear her and listen to her while i am nursing (laughs) i cannot believe the amount of sounds on our podcast tonight between baby and now zeus jingles can you please go lay down sir go lay down it's like people have no respect <laughs> what we're trying to do here. We're trying to be really professional and... Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. Um, yeah, so what I am reading right now, I, I've been really trying to become the avid reader and I had a goal to read 24 books this year and I think I'm going to hit that goal. Um, 
and then if you include audiobooks, I guess. I've been doing a lot of audiobooks as I run. But there's a book I've been reading um, recommended by a friend. Um, it's called Educated. It's a memoir by Tara Westover, and it is possibly one of the most well-written books I've ever read. Um, she, her language, it's just, it's truly a talent. There's nothing else. It's weird. I've never, I mean, you read a lot of writers, you're like, oh, they're good, and that's fine. But this is one of the first ones where I'm like, she was born to do this. Like, this is what the imagery that she is able to put words to. I just have never read anything like that. So I really highly recommended it. We'll link it um, in our show notes, but it's called Educated. Um, And it's basically, it's her story coming out of a hyper extreme Mormon house. Um, It's kind of insane that she lived to tell tell the tale. Um, Anyway. It's really, really good. came out last year, and I'm loving it. So, more on that. Awesome. Well, that is it for us tonight. I hope you guys enjoy. Yes, and we will be back next week. We're trying to get back on our regular scheduled programming, and like we said, we'll hopefully have a, um, a birth story in the near future for all of y'all to, to hear. And thank you for bearing with us with all the baby noises. Yes. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Casa de Arte. If you have a question or topic you would like us to cover, email us at casadeartepodcast at gmail.com. We're still a new podcast, so if you like what you heard, please give us a review and share it with your friends. Now it's over to you. Go create and give your art a home.